This is a crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Where are the dictators? Where are the strong men? Donald Trump is our instrument for retribution. I'm going to fight for Christians. I'm going to fight for white people. They have the Great Reset. We have the Great Awakening. And why shouldn't I root for Russia? Because Which I am. I want to see these people go through misery because of their grooming against our children. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol. I did nothing wrong. Welcome to a premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. The FBI has arrested a woman for making bomb threats to the Boston Children's Hospital. The Massachusetts native faces up to five years in prison, while authorities say the hospital is becoming an increasing target of false threats. NBC News senior reporter Ben Collins joins us now. Uh, Ben, what is happening in Massachusetts there? I mean, why did this woman make the threats? What's the motive? Yeah, so this woman is named Catherine Levy. She's 37 years old. She's from Westfield, Massachusetts. And she sent a bomb threat specifically to Boston Children's Hospital, saying a bomb was on the way and calling them sickos at the hospital. Now, why would she call them sickos? Simply, you know, doctors at a children's hospital? Um, there is a right-wing misinformation campaign about uh, trans youths that's been going on uh, on the far right in the last few weeks. Um, you know, they've been saying uh, that they are uh, treating trans people in ways they are not, uh, certainly. Um, and it has uh, made the far right extremely upset and started targeting both doctors and the hospital itself. Ben, you know, the FBI says that, you know, basically the Boston Children's Hospital isn't the only one, that others have also been subject to more than a dozen of other threats recently. So who else has been receiving these threats? And, and what is the pattern here if there is one? Yeah, it's children's hospitals throughout the country who say they treat trans people. Um, specifically trans youths. Um, and look, it's being targeted by a very specific set of right-wing influencers. There's this account called Libs of TikTok on Twitter, has over a million uh, followers on Twitter, and has been explicitly uh, uh, driving this harassment campaign against these hospitals. Um, but it's been picked up by people who used to be uh, big into the critical race theory, anti-critical race theory movement on the far right. This is their new boogeyman. Uh, the unfortunate thing is now it's targeting doctors and it's evacuating hospitals where kids are receiving cancer treatment. So it's a pretty scary time right now. How does someone create a moral panic? These days, perhaps it's as easy as inflammatory captions attached to videos of people you've conditioned your audience to believe are your mortal enemies. They're the other. They're not like you. They don't want to be like you. They want to make your kids like them. They want your kids to hate you and these people are protected. You're helpless to stop them, or so you're told. One account is perhaps most responsible for the anti-trans rhetoric that began sweeping the nation in unprecedented ways only a couple years ago. The operator of the account accomplished this by tweeting out videos of purported liberals on TikTok. Here's a sampling of the phrases the operator of the account captioned her Twitter posts with. These are all direct quotes. This person is crazy. We have a mental health crisis. The next generation is going to be worse. This is fucked up. Her whole account is crazy. What in the hell is this? Brainwashed person. What in the mental illness? Someone calls CPS. We are doomed. These are the people teaching your kids. Oh Lord, 
what in the hell is this? The propaganda is really getting out of hand. Blatant, fear-mongering, anti-freedom propaganda. They are lying to us. The consequences of CRT. Literal child abuse. COVID broke people's brains. Peak mental illness. It gets even worse. This absolute shit is literal clown world. Again, these are all direct quotes from this account. There was a time when identifying as pizza was considered parody. No longer. The national divorce continues. They're literally just making shit up. Mental illness in a nutshell. Everything woke turns to shit. Activist teacher shows off book collection she uses to indoctrinate third grade students. Insane. Get your kids out of public schools. Australia is now full-on fascism. This is insane. Again. These are the people you entrust your two-year-old with. This insanity is happening on college campuses. Hashtag Australia has fallen. Liberal white women are destroying this country. Wow, what a trash human. People have lost their minds. And we could go on, but we'll stop there. These are the words of Haya Rychik, the owner and operator of the Twitter account known as Libs of TikTok. I did it, uh, my first investigative report, actually, uh, last week, which is what got me suspended now from Twitter for seven days. But other than that, and, and by the way, I hope to do more of those in the future. Um, but yeah, it's reposting from these people, publicly available stuff, videos, screenshots, pictures, all publicly available that they readily put out. And I just take that. I bring it to Twitter and I, I, I just present it to my audience and, and, and say exactly what this is what they're saying. You know, I don't, I, I, I just present it and, and they, they can't, the libs cannot stand it. They can't handle it. How did she get started? Well, before Haya Rychik was anybody, she was a nobody in Washington, D.C. on January 6th to protest what many in the MAGA movement believed was a stolen election from Donald Trump. Around that time, Rychik had less than 1,000 Twitter followers. She was or had recently been a real estate agent, but really in terms of online presence or clout, she was nobody. She was another foot soldier in Washington, D.C. protesting because Donald Trump told them to be there that day. Now it is up to Congress to confront this egregious assault on our democracy. And after this, We're going to walk down and I'll be there with you. We're going to walk down. We're going to walk down anyone you want. But I think right here, we're going to walk down to the Capitol. And we're going to cheer on our brave senators and congressmen and women. And we're probably not going to be cheering so much for some of them. Because you'll never... Take back our country with weakness. You have to show strength and you have to be strong. Now, less than three years later, Rychik's Twitter account, Libs of TikTok, has become a right-wing sensation and boasts over two and a half million followers. So I think you've done an amazing thing. And unlike so many other people in journalism, and I am going to, whether you like it or not, describe you as being in journalism, because I think you are. I think I am too. Um, you've had an effect, a real effect, by bringing this to light. 
How did you wind up? Do, I mean, to the extent you're comfortable sharing it, like, how did you wind up doing this? You, I assume you went to Columbia Journalism School to become a journalist. <laughs> I went to Harvard and Yale. Um, <laughs> um, thank God I didn't know, um, because those are now obviously those institutions were all poisoned. Um, but so it started really during COVID. Um, I was noticing um, all of this content that was being published on TikTok, um, and I was just like. This is crazy. Wait, like, but what, at this point, you're not in a related field. Like you weren't. No, you're no. not doing anything related to public policy or journalism. Nothing related to politics, journalism. No, media. Were you nothing. very political? No. Really? I was not. Yeah. This COVID was like the other day. This was just a couple of years ago. Yeah, this was two years ago. Well, my account started two years ago. Yeah. That's that's just incredible. You can have this effect this quickly. She appeared on Tucker Carlson's daytime show on Fox, as well as pick a right wing influencer. And she's probably been there. <laughs> she received a sponsorship deal from the conservative air quotes, just just the largest air quotes you can imagine. Comedy <laughs> site, the Babylon Bee and Donald Trump even praised her book, which is a is a big get for right wing influencers. We need to talk about how she's been so successful at mainstreaming hate. Spoiler alert. Shamelessness plays a prominent role. And this is something we've seen before. We've talked about this in several other of these permanent record episodes, kind of similar to how Cassandra Fairbanks, Tim Poole, some of these people will just get up and say almost anything in order to get the clicks, in order to get into the algorithm and to get their content in front of the most eyeballs possible. She's followed that formula from what I can see. Just been able to figure out how to get the outrage going and she's running with it. It's amazing what she's been able to accomplish in two years doing that. It's scary. Yeah. And she's managed to convince a lot of people to amplify her content and, and done it really quickly. She tags a lot of influential right-wingers and, and has really since she changed the Twitter account's handle to lives of TikTok, but she's, she's pointed people in her direction. Here's content that she thinks they will like, and here's a narrative that she believed they would sell. They hit retweet. And yeah, if, if somebody like <laughs> Joe Rogan or Ben Shapiro or Glenn Greenwald is retweeting you a few times, well, then your audience is going to grow really quickly. And she found a niche. She found a thing that nobody on the right was really doing, partly because a lot of them just weren't on TikTok and they weren't seeing these things. But she made it incredibly easy for them because really all they had to do was click retweet and it was a narrative that their audience was already on board with. Mm -hmm. And when the backlash came, she just kind of repeated the same things these people did. It's it's constant projection of, no, these people I'm, I'm posting videos about that are getting harassed. They're not the victim. I'm the victim. Mm -hmm. She's called herself and plenty of others have, on the right have called her a journalist. She's just reporting on what other people are saying and what other people are, right. are putting out there and why is the left so afraid of you seeing the things that they're doing. She's just exposing what's already in the public square. And it's not a surprise, but it has been pretty meteoric in terms of how quickly she's got to this point. Right. And it says something about how thoroughly the GOP thinks that the trans issue is a winner for them. They ran hard on it 
in 2020. They ran hard on it again in 2022, and it doesn't seem to have won them too terribly many votes. But but the content, the content, uh-huh. libs of TikTok is, uh, as your political strategist does not seem like a good idea, but the content. Yes, yes. And the amount of people that are taking that content and doing really awful things with that content, like calling in bomb threats, is why we're really doing this today why we're having this conversation, because it would be one thing if it was just a bunch of people being outraged on the internet. That's a thing. But we've gone well beyond that with this specific account. The targeted attack started when Libs of TikTok, an account with more than 1 million followers, posted a News 5 story from 2019 about Akron Children's providing these services. These online threats targeted the hospital and their doctors. Even taking this interview puts me at risk. Rebecca Miner is a gender specialist who is one of the many caregivers around the country that has been facing harassment and online attacks. After the Libs of TikTok account tweeted against a Boston and D.C. hospital, the FBI says both had three threats of violence called in. The assumption is like, oh, they're mutilating children and, you know, just handing out bottom surgery. There's actually so much gatekeeping in this process. The creator behind the social media account told the Washington Post her team 100% condemns any acts or threats of violence, but later wrote on her site that she won't stop calling hospitals and sharing their information. I don't even want to say that every, well, well, why not? Yeah, you know? I, know, I know. I know. It's I like know. every time she mentions anybody, the next thing you know, within days, they're getting bomb threats. It's like literal clockwork at this point. I don't think that she's never had a point in her criticisms of people. It's just always if the criticism is a three, we make it sound like a six. If it's a four, we make it sound like a nine. I don't always agree with everything that my kids' teachers say and do, and and I think it's fair to ask if something they do is appropriate or not. But it is taken, well, I don't I don't know if I like that or I don't know if that's best for my kids. To a trans flag in the classroom is grooming. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where she is with this, and that's where she's taken her followers to literally believe that yes, you have to get your children out of public schools because they are trans ing your children mm-hmm. and there's nothing you can do about it because nobody cares and the left accepts this the left is cheering this on and it's not true it's just not true move out of the cities move out of the cities it's that same narrative and we've gone from like let's show a little more acceptance to kids who might be questioning things to this is an indoctrination campaign and that's where this thing all gets wild because we're not talking about you going to your kid's school and asking the teacher questions about the specific curriculum. I mean, she's not saying go to curriculum night and ask good questions. She's saying these people are not even human. These people are crazy. These people are mentally ill. These people are destroying the country. These people are clown world. She's using rhetoric that if you believe her and you believe that these things are issues, again, how far does one go to stop these things from happening? What is defensible in terms of stopping somebody who you're being told is a groomer? What is the limit to what you would go up to? And what we've seen is that the people who seem to be getting influenced by her content 
don't seem to have much in the way of a limit in terms of how far they'll go when it comes to, in their minds, stopping this kind of thing. Yeah, because it is an existential threat. It is the height of a moral panic. And instead of communists literally everywhere and Joe McCarthy outside the Capitol, you have got Haya Reichick from her Twitter account posting about this supposed threat of wokeness of CRT that if you were to kind of religiously follow her account would seem like it's in every classroom every day that your children are constantly being bombarded Mm -hmm. with this vile propaganda that wants to turn them into something you can't even recognize and the left thinks it's funny and they're doing this because they can and they're laughing at you and what are you going to do about it? Exactly. And it's the what are you going to do about it part that's the real scary piece of all of this because we've already seen what some of her fans are prepared to do about it. Red Oak was evacuated on Thursday and again on Friday due to emailed threats. But searches with police and bomb-sniffing dogs determined there was no credible threat in either case. This comes after a post nearly two weeks ago on an anti-LGBTQ account on the website formerly known as Twitter targeted the school. The FBI has recently released that in 2022, threats uh, to public schools increased over 66%. Therefore, this is becoming a new reality and a fortunate reality. Today, Highland Park City officials joined school administrators reiterating their commitment to taking threats seriously and denouncing what happened, saying, quote, It is unacceptable that individuals acting with such disregard for public safety and student learning have disrupted school days, library programming, and other activities throughout the nation. And that part is just absolutely terrifying. We've got teachers getting doxxed. We've got hospitals getting shut down because someone called in a bomb threat. We've seen all kinds of this kind of behavior over the last couple years, and It's almost like I said, like clockwork. You can see something go up on her page and within a couple days, the threats start. Yeah. And she can walk away from that all she wants to. She can claim she doesn't have any responsibility for that, but come on. And yeah, this is the point where we have to issue that disclaimer of she cannot be held legally liable under the current laws that exist in this country, it does not appear as if Haya Reichek has broken any of those laws. Now, should those laws be changed? Should this be legal? Should she be allowed to do this with impunity? Well, I leave that up to you. And that's why we're here to talk about this. Well, and this is a conversation we need to have as a society because we've gotten to a point where like, how much internet is too much for some people? Some people literally cannot be trusted with any level of access to this kind of content because they're going to go off and do things with it. And they're hiding behind the mantle of free speech. But at the same time, free speech has never been about being able to incite people. This is Brandenburg versus Ohio stuff. You can't incite this kind of thing. And they're saying they're not, but the results say differently. So we need a societal conversation about this at some point. In the early days of the libs of TikTok account, Rychek tried a number of different gimmicks to become a social media sensation. 
First, she was at Cuomo Must Go, and the account was dedicated to demanding that then New York Governor Andrew Cuomo resign after sexual harassment allegations were made public. Rychek also advocated for the recall of California Governor Gavin Newsom. Later, the account was called at Houseplant POTUS, where she was, it was the supposed houseplant in the Biden administration keeping an eye on Sleepy Joe. But I was told that it was the left that couldn't meme and had no sense of humor whatsoever about these <laughs> that's things. So, that's so lame. <laughs> She's a houseplant watching the Sleepy Joe administration as it keeps getting itself into trouble. It's like, man, that makes some of the really bad hashtag resistance content from 2017 seem actually kind of with it and witty. Pretty amazing. Do you think that might have been Jack Posobiec's uh, supposed White House source? Do you think it could have been the, the plant? Plan? Wow, that is a great question. I had not thought of that up until just now, but whoa. <laughs> could have been, could have been. Kind of gets the old noggin jogging, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I can't imagine why that account went nowhere. It just, man, it sounds, it sounds riveting. <laughs> anyway, in April 2021, when Rychick changed her handle to Libs of TikTok, uh, she did so with the promise to provide right-wingers with their daily dose of cringe, meaning it was time to poke fun at woke, deranged liberals. And she tagged a lot of big conservative influencers into her video posts. They hit retweet, the posts blew up, and before you know it, a right-wing rat fucker was born. It's the exact issue our next guest exposes on her anti-woke social media account, Libs of TikTok. Creator Haya uh, Rachik is here with us this morning. Haya, thank you so much for being here. First of all, I just want to say thank you for what you do with Libs of TikTok. Uh, it's had a profound impact on exposing the things the left is trying to push on our youngest of kids, this being a, a, just the latest example. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Um, every single day in America, our children are under attack, specifically in the school system. And that's what I seek to expose every single day. Indeed. And I think it's worth mentioning here why this narrative sold so well to her audience from the beginning. Rychek has just been so loud, so inflammatory. We we read the headlines. We talked about it. That was a, a small sample of her post. And it's just this constant barrage of the left is coming for your kids and it's horrible and this is evil and these people are evil and why won't someone do something about this? Think of the children. Ah, save, save the children. Yes. Why is it so important to address the pornography in school that you have exposed so well? Well, I think that the, these far-left activists in our schools, they want to sexualize kids. They want to confuse them about their identity. They want to tear down childhood innocence. And children are the people that we have to protect at all costs. Mm -hmm. And I feel like up until a couple of years ago, that was something that everybody agreed on. It wasn't something that was partisan. And it feels like recently it became partisan. And my book uh, touches on that topic. And my hope is that not, you know, everybody reads it because mm -hmm. it's really not political. It just has a message for parents and children across America. Well, what, one thing I wanted to say is I think she thrives off of shitty TikToks from mm -hmm. people who, yeah, may put out some shitty TikToks that aren't great. And some of them might even be kind of weird and maybe even deranged or maybe it's people 
who want to get noticed. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get noticed in this age of virality, you have to say some kind of ridiculous things that maybe you don't even believe. I don't want to make excuses for what people say on the internet. Obviously, we're here to talk about that. But she's taking unreality, which we know that social media and the internet and the things people say for clicks and influence and likes are often divorced from reality. But she's taking unreality adding moral panic and creating her own unreality. Right, right. And let's remember that this really got started mid-pandemic. People were stuck at home. Both the people who were posting on TikTok that were posting the cringe content that she would clip, share and mock, as well as her audience of concerned citizens. It was the perfect recipe for virality. And she was very lucky, very right place, right time in that respect. Yeah, with the worst kind of fear-mongering content. And it's being fretted over by people stuck at home who feel like they can't do anything. Like they're they're powerless and the government is forcing these lockdowns and forcing these masks. And now they're going to force these vaccines. And there's this grooming going on with your children. And it hit people in this moment where they were trapped in a sort of siege mentality. I mean, they weren't under attack, but they felt like they were under attack. And this was just another way which their identities, which their lives were being uprooted. Mm -hmm. And here's another thing you can't do anything about. Yeah. When you're already in a situation where things feel slightly unreal, and let's think back to those days of 2020, when things felt extremely surreal, we were all going through something that no one in this country, for the most part, had ever really been through before. This was a brand new experience. Everybody was trying to figure out like, what's the new normal? What do we have to do? What do we not have to do? And everything feels a little unreal anyway. And to throw in the idea of there's this content out here that people are being asked to engage with both on a positive level and on a, oh no, this is the negative stuff that's happening. Dropping it into that context of the absolute craziest year that was 2020 Makes a lot of sense why people would have gone for that, why people would have just bit. And I think the way the account has worked, she's lumped the most ridiculous TikToks and videos from random people on the internet and lumped that in with healthcare professionals and teachers and people in places of power. It is an amalgamation of this is the left. This is what they all believe. Well... You can find yourself a video on the internet these days that will suit just about any level of content you're out there looking for. If you want to yeah. find somebody's horrifically dog shit take on almost any issue you want, it's about three clicks away, no matter what it is. It doesn't matter. You can go out and you can get somebody talking about that issue in terms that would just, you just want to take their internet away from them, regardless of what side this is on. And she figured that out. She figured out how to take the worst takes that she could find and mix them up with the mainstream news, like you said, in a way that makes it look like it's all one kind of big thing. Well, it's it's like the sudden spike in deaths that we've seen from people taking selfies. Yeah. We've had people die at the Grand Canyon because they're looking for the perfect spot to get a selfie and they lose their balance and they fall and they die. We had a guy who I think is 
has now been charged and, and maybe going to jail where he crashed a plane. And it, the entire thing was for his, it was for YouTube. It was for his channel. And it was some silly stunt. Mr. Beast, I, I don't watch those videos, but he, he will do just about anything for virality. And it's a different audience and it's a different message. Mm-hmm. But people will say things that they don't mean or they will take it to extremes or they will... People say lots of dumb shit on the internet. And yeah, sometimes it is unhelpful because it does give fuel to this fire and we should all be careful what we say. But just because people say things online Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's real. Doesn't mean that there's a wide audience of people who think that this is reality. Does is Dom Lucre a yeah (laughs) is any number of blue check right wing influencers on Twitter right now? Are are they what the common folk are talking about out there in the streets? Name one. They're just they're (laughs) all talking this line of like absolute nonsense and bullshit, but that usually stops at the edge of Twitter. In a lot of cases, you, you can't go out into the world and find quote unquote normal people having any of these conversations because it's somebody's grift. It's somebody's way to get the clicks, get the checks from Elon every, every month, get the payments out for engagement. And it works the same way. I mean, The reason why Mr. Beast keeps doing what he does is because Mr. Beast has gotten incredibly rich doing what he's doing. And if you've never heard of this guy, I kind of suggest you at least get familiar with him because your kids have. Yeah, he's managed to hit peak virality and he has managed to massage the algorithms to get them to hum at the the highest octave for what he needs to do and for monetization. But when we're talking about trans rights and people who are trans or allies in the LGBTQ community. Most people just want trans people to be able to live, to be able to get the care that they need, that they're asking for. They want to be able to do so without getting harassed, without getting called names, without receiving death threats or bomb threats or having to deal with any of the number of inconveniences, harassments, threats to their lives or livelihood that they are currently experiencing. They don't, they aren't asking for anything special. I know a lot of them just want to be left alone and want to live in a country where there aren't people going out there and saying they shouldn't exist. It's a hard enough existence. You don't need it. These people out there making it worse. You just don't. Explain to me what you mean by grooming, because this is, <laughs> has become a, you know, it's a controversial word, right? Yeah. Up until recently, if you write it on Twitter, then you were banned. Um, grooming is tearing down childhood innocence by confusing children with gender ideology about their identity. And we're seeing a lot of that in schools, in other institutions. So the main thing that I think really got people about this is that they kept using the phrase grooming and groomers over and over and over again. If you remember, again, back to 2020, it was repetition, repetition, repetition. Guys like James Lindsay, Jack Posobiec, 
that was all they could do. I mean, I've watched several clips of Jack giving speeches in front of almost nobody in Pennsylvania when he was working on the Doug Mastrino campaign. And he just kept saying groomers and groomers and groomers over again. And it's like, you're not going to win an election with this, but that wasn't the point. They weren't trying to win an election. They were trying for, like you said earlier, content, 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 content. Well, and let's let's be clear. The definition of groomer was well-established. Yeah. Grooming was influencing or controlling or cultivating an underage person mm-hmm. to be someone who you could molest, that you could rape, that you could take advantage of, that you could control. Mm-hmm. And it is a horrible practice. It is something that goes on every day in the world, and it is something that will never be truly eradicated. It had and has a terrible connotation, but they attempted to, and with their audience at least, they were successful in taking that terrible connotation and moving it away from rape and molestation to the left is trying to exploit and control and quote unquote groom your children into becoming woke leftists who want to mutilate themselves. And why is the left doing it? Well, because they can, because they think it's funny, whatever the worst possible connotation you could think of, they, they hinted at it, Mm -hmm. if not outright, just said it was happening everywhere, all over the country. And like you've said, if you're a parent who buys into that, what wouldn't you do? Yeah. And that's the whole point is that you want these people to feel like they have to do something. This is the whole point of a moral panic is that you want them to literally panic and feel like I have to do something or else bad things are going to happen. And the do something, well, they're leaving that up to you. But what they seem to be getting people to do is threats. What would you do if someone raped your child? What would you be willing to do? Nothing I should probably say on air, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what normal person wouldn't do just about anything? What, what, what normal person wouldn't react and take care of their family and their loved ones and do whatever they had to do to make that right? Yep. And they wanted their audience to feel like something just as bad, if not somehow worse, was occurring all around this nation. And the left is cheering it on. And why aren't we doing something about it? Why aren't you outraged? Why aren't you out there in the streets? Why aren't you out there protesting? Here's the evidence. Here's a clip. This is video evidence. Why aren't you out here doing something about it? Yeah. And from that, a star was born. Mm -hmm. It's coming out everywhere. And... This was obviously the point of what they were up to in 2020. There was a recent report in the Daily Beast where they asked various Republican senators why they have flipped on support for aid to Ukraine. What changed? What happened between Russia's full-scale invasion and now? And a lot of their answers went down to, well, it started with Tucker And then it went to Trump. And this was essentially the messaging that came down from on high. And they all eventually internalized it. It starts with Tucker and Trump and it goes down to the, the next tier of influencers and the tier below that. And 
before you know it, their audience believes. So if you think that the content creators aren't capable of influencing their audience and thus influencing policy, <laughs> well, here, here's an obvious example. Of course they are. Of course, and, and plenty of them may have had these beliefs about wokeness and the LGBTQ community, but they weren't saying it until they got permission. Nope. And it's the content creators who are running the party now. You hate to say it, but it's true. The content creators are driving the Republican Party in 2023. This is where we're at. They are so terrified of running afoul of libs of TikTok, of a Jack Posobiec. It's fascinating because I read this article yesterday on Modi's party in India. It was in the Washington Post. And they were talking about their social media strategy and WhatsApp and how they've been able to leverage that and how a lot of local politicians are just terrified of getting sideways with some of the big influencers for the same reasons. Because they know that these people are capable of driving a fan base that will just ruin your career. Yeah. Yeah, because why are you okay with grooming of children? Exactly. Why is Bill Smith over here? Oh, is he grooming kids too? Mm-hmm. <gasps> oh, Bill Smith has kids. Somebody should call CPS on Bill Smith. And oh, Bill Smith's wife. We scrolled through her Instagram page. And in 2012, she appeared at an event with, I, I think that's a pride flag in the background. Yep. And, aha. And suddenly... Dom Lucre or whatever right-wing influencer suddenly puts that out. Is Bill Smith's wife a groomer? And has she been this whole time? <laughs> and this is theoretical. This is not a thing that had happened, but this is what they do. And they will take essentially that much quote unquote evidence mm-hmm. and ask that question a few dozen, hundred thousand times until you ask anybody on the right about Bill Smith. Well, he's a groomer. And it stopped being theoretical a a long time ago. I think this is definitely the way that they've been running things. And this is the way that they've been trying to make this work for the past while, at least the last two years. And they've gotten amazing results with it. They've lost a good chunk of their normal fan base. They've lost a good chunk of people who recognize this for what it is, that it's just absolutely crazy. But the people they've kept are the ones who they absolutely want, because these are the people that will go out and do other things, too. And I think if there is a strategy, if there is a political goal, there is that idea in their minds that a lot of people in this country don't vote. And maybe if we create enough of a moral panic, they'll decide that they need to to save this country from whatever leftist evil is dominating the headlines. Yep. Yep. Libs of TikTok on Twitter is one of the greatest fucking accounts of all time. You know, liberals of TikTok videos exposing the things the left is trying to push on our youngest of kids. Inside classrooms where your children are being taught, hospitals where your loved ones are being treated. You know, I've got to give thanks to to one of my favorite Twitter accounts because it's one of the most important accounts on Twitter. Libs of TikTok just got locked. This is the Libs of TikTok. The Twitter account that's exposing the most insane people on the internet. Uh, It's had a profound impact. The person running the account. My friend Chaya Rachek, Libs of TikTok is easily among the top three journalists in America. This is journalism. My favorite Twitter channel, Libs of TikTok. Who's become critical to the national discussion on these issues. And this account has become popular because it exposes to light people on the left and what they say. 
Libs of TikTok now has more followers than the entire population of the state of Wyoming. Libs of TikTok's audience dwarfs the nightly viewership on CNN. As the saying goes, sunlight is the best disinfectant. And she is helping to shine a light into some pretty dark space. I love the fact that the earliest booster of Libs of TikTok was Joe Rogan. <sighs> right. And then there's still people out there who are trying to claim that this guy is just a relative centrist asking some provocative questions. Mm-hmm. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. That's what Joe does. He's just a little provocative. That's all. I mean, he plucked this account out of nowhere and said, Libs of TikTok is my favorite account on Twitter. We up. We let all the idiots get on the school boards and in city councils. I wasn't paying attention. A lot of people aren't paying attention. No. And I, I feel bad about that. They get scared now when you see all these TikToks mm-hmm. and these crazy people that are teachers. <laughs> you're like, oh my God. But crazy people, they're just parents, Joe. Well, some of them are. I think yeah. a lot of them are. No, 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 a no. no. Uh, we're talking are. about different things. Oh. The TikTok thing's a different thing. Oh, I don't it's know actual, about the, oh, I It's don't actual know about teachers. I don't. Oh. It's insane teachers telling the class. Oh, what, I'm, I'm coming what, out as lesbian yeah, yeah, and all that stuff. It's yeah. always like, yeah. you, these children need to respect my my non-binary status. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that if shit. I, yeah, if if I get that. misgendered, what I the way I correct them, and they're like, you'd have usually... Like a lot of them, like Libs of TikTok has a whole series of them. Some Mm -hmm. of them are just insane people that are now teaching your kids. But these are the types of people Joe Rogan has a history of amplifying and giving a huge audience to. Cranks. Yeah. He's a friend of InfoWars founder Alex Jones, after all. And really... We've got to get around to doing a permanent record on Joe Rogan one of these days. We really do. And we will. But yeah, yeah. Getting back to Libs of TikTok, her early backers were Joe Rogan, the guy who founded the Babylon Bee. And a whole host of other right-wing influencers who started retweeting her content. Don Jr., Glenn Greenwald, and then it's getting picked up by Tucker Carlson, Jesse Waters, Laura Ingram at Fox News, and all of a sudden it's everywhere. Yeah, including an anonymous interview with Haya Reichick on Tucker Carlson's show, which (laughs) I just... Rest in peace, man. Rest in peace. The fact that they would let him and her do that Come on. And that's never made a whole lot of sense that they were prepared to let some of these people go out under pen names or aliases or screen names and talk about this stuff. And yet it was somehow a big, bad thing when somebody figured out who these people actually really were and started talking about it. Yeah. Oh, it's it's this horrible scandal that you've you've now doxed them and threatened them. And the idea that these are not noteworthy individuals who the public should not know who they are when they're appearing on cable, when they're racking up hundreds of thousands, if not millions of followers, they're influencing their audience to do stochastic terrorism. Mm -hmm. But, oh, no, no, we can't can't say their name. That that would be, uh, that, that would just be unconscionable. How could you do that? The horror, the horror. Seriously, it's it's nuts. We saw it with Logan Cook, a.k.a. Carpe Donctum. We saw it with you know, Haya Rychik. We saw it with some guy named Cat Turd, who's apparently some dude named Phil Buchanan who lives in Florida. It's just hilarious that this is what we're supposed to put up with here. And Phil Buchanan says he's been doxxed when all that happened is someone found his LLC named Cat Turd LLC, and he used his real name to register this company. Mm-hmm. Is that doxing? My feeling at this point is that, that well, 
<laughs> if it comes up in one Google search who you are, you really don't get to complain too much about it being doxing. I, <laughs> I mean, who else is going to register right? a company <laughs> called Cat Turd LLC? I mean, who's gonna, who is going to use the name Cat Turd to do literally anything else? Right. I still don't know why he used, used that name, but he did. Cat Turd. Uh, there, there is no other. This is not a, no. <laughs> this is not a common no. thing that you're going to see out there. No, no, uh, it really wasn't. There's not a lot of competition for the Cat Turd trademark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he cried the blues about it when it happened, but it was still like, dude, you did this to yourself. You absolutely did this to yourself. You, you, you. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good, succinct explanation for why Libs of TikTok is so popular and why this content is just something that they want to mainline and, you know, shoot straight into their veins. It's like I thought of Fight Club and when they they talk about it's it's when Edward Norton is saying, it, you know, Tyler just gave it a name. It was it was on yeah. the tip of everyone's tongue and Tyler just gave it a name. And the right has been saying the left is crazy. The left is deranged. The left is full of evil people who want to, in some cases, sacrifice your children. They're running these child sex trafficking operations through pizza parlors without a basement, but they're in the basement. And biolabs in Ukraine. Biolabs in Ukraine. And now they've even taken that further with everything bad they can pin on the left. They can also pin on Ukraine, which is the same. And Absolutely perfect. Just a great setup. So let's stop giving them money. Any, It's amazing. But Haya Rychik gave it a name. And she took this feeling, this idea, this common refrain and put it into these very succinct, out of context, often dishonestly edited videos with inflammatory captions. And aha, here is the evil that we have been telling you about all of this time. And we're going to attach this word groomer, which you already know is a bad thing, which is a heinous thing, which is a horrible thing. And we're going to attach that to the left. And they ate it up. Yeah, they did. They did. And it was just something, obviously, that an idea that's time had come for a certain group of people. And we're seeing the results of that. And it made her a star. It absolutely made her a huge conservative rat fucking megastar. I kept anonymously sharing TikToks, posting videos, angered the far left so much that they sent one of their minions at the Washington Post after me to my doorstep to plaster my name everywhere and dox me. The Washington Post set out on a mission on behalf of media propagandists to silence me. They thought intimidating me with doxing would scare me into silence and shut me down. But they couldn't have been more wrong. Just look at the result. Here I am today speaking in front of over a thousand people at one of the largest women's conventions. 
So we've got to talk about the day Rychik was doxxed, even though it's an absolutely fake controversy that the right stirred up after Taylor Lorenz wrote about her and exposed Rychik as the operator of the Libs of TikTok account. Yeah, and doxxed is, well, it's a word with a definition, but the right really treats it like a feeling. And (laughs) one of the earliest handles on the Libs of TikTok account was at Haya Ray. It was not her full name, but she was not exactly hiding her name. But we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. There's a fellow named Carpe Dunctum, uh-huh. a.k.a. Logan Cook. And one of his earliest, if not first, usernames on Twitter was his name, Logan Cook. But later on, when people found that and pointed that out, well, that was that was a doxing. <sighs> that was to intimidate him and to threaten him. Mm -hmm. And they act like it's not newsworthy or noteworthy when in Logan Cook's case, he was a nobody on Twitter. And one day his content took off. It made its way up the ladder of right-wing content creators. It got more and more attention and traction. And then one day Donald Trump retweeted his meme. It went viral. The right thought it was hilarious because Trump was using this to attack the so-called fake news media. And the left was understandably upset because the president of the United States was attacking a free press. And this was not okay, but Trump didn't care. He just kept retweeting this guy's memes more and more. He managed to get this guy a very large following on Twitter. The guy started getting paid to make this stuff, and he got all the benefits of being a public persona without the consequences because his account was still anonymous. Yeah, and journalists then did what they do. Mm -hmm. They went looking for this guy who, again, his tweets and memes are repeatedly being shared by the president of the United States, who is, in theory, the most powerful man on the planet. But the right is is sitting there saying, oh, it's not newsworthy to know who this person is. (laughs) Give me a break. Meanwhile, they do things like professor watch lists and post every bit of content on academics they don't like. But for some reason, this is bad. Make it make sense. And to be clear, threats are bad. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that Haya Reichick hasn't gotten threats. Look, I've gotten threats. Mm-hmm. You've, gotten You've gotten threats. threats. It's the internet. Yep. We all get threats and it sucks. And I am in no way saying anyone should have to deal with that or go out and do that. I condemn that completely. Absolutely. Never threaten anybody on the internet, please. That is the official policy position of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. You should never, ever threaten anyone on the internet. Don't do it. But it is how the internet works. It is the most basic fundamental fact of the internet that if you post a thing and and you get more and more famous, especially as you get more and more famous mm-hmm. and you post more and more things, you get more and more threats. Yep. It is what happens. Yep. You know, I mean, it's like the media had every right to report and every reason to report on that guy's name. Like Taylor Lorenz had every right to name Hyarachik as the owner and operator of the Libs of TikTok account. She's got 635,000 Twitter followers at the time Lorenz outed her. She had appeared, still anonymously, as a guest on Tucker Carlson's Fox show, which at the time was the most popular news program in the country. (laughs) Meanwhile, one of his most recent guests was Bill O'Reilly. Yes, he's still alive. Speaking of people who've been fired from Fox News. Oh, Uh, so she's been she's been retweeted 
daily by right-wing accounts with millions of followers. And the people in the videos were being targeted in real life. So spare me the crocodile tears. It's just, it's not a thing. No, but it's it's what they do. It's what Cat Turd LLC does. It's what Logan <laughs> Cook did. It, and of course, there is a, there's an army of Jack Posobics and Charlie Kirks and Benny Johnsons and Mike Cernoviches and Tim Pools and on and on we go saying, oh, the left, they just... They want this person dead. They want you dead. They're after you. They're, it's not enough for them to trans Tifa your children. They're, they want you dead. And and they will say that, oh, how could they do this? And the fake news media is just targeting conservatives and they want to intimidate you and they want you afraid and to, to keep posting and to keep putting this out there. And yeah, every one of us who keeps posting on the Internet has a certain sense of fear that we just kind of have to live with. But Haya Rychek is making enough money doing this. She can hire security. Uh huh. She's going to be a lot better off than the school teacher out in the middle of nowhere who's getting harassed by her fans. And who has to evacuate her children from the classroom because they're getting bomb threats. And then the next day they're getting bomb threats. And then the next day they're getting bomb threats. Haya Rychek doesn't doesn't stop. Even if you, again, legally cannot pin anything on her at this present time. Well, forget legal for a minute here. Let's talk about morally responsible. Regardless of whether we would be held legally responsible for it, I can tell you right now that if all of a sudden, and again, never do this, never, ever do this, people were being influenced by this program to go out and do horrible things, whatever those things might be, I would take a good long look at my role in that. And I would think, huh, why are these people going out and doing this horrible shit? Because they were influenced by what I said. Maybe I should stop saying it. Maybe in a really extreme case, I should stop doing it. Yeah. You know, again, what you can be held legally responsible for and what you can be held morally responsible for here are two completely different things. And I think that she definitely bears a large degree of moral responsibility for what's going on out there. Yeah. And I understand why people are upset that she is allowed to continue doing this with impunity. Again, reiterating, do not threaten her. Do not threaten anyone. Mm -hmm. Do not do any of that on your own or our behalf. We do not want that in any shape or form. But the idea that poor Haya Rychek, she's being harassed for harassing people and dishonestly framing all of this and casting herself as the victim, as they always do, Mm -hmm. it's just an unreal unimaginable level of projection here when there have been perhaps dozens of bomb threats carried out in her name. I know that there have been at least 200, over 200 people who she has posted videos about who have been harassed online. This has been studied. This has been documented. This has occurred. And what? She didn't stop at 10. She didn't stop at 100. She didn't stop at 200. She's still going. And She's managed to stay on social media because the right needs her and they will defend her and they will cry foul at anyone Mm -hmm. who dares to stop or even slow down the virality of her messages and the number of people who are seeing this and then could possibly act on it. And they say, ah, our free speech. Oh, thank you, Elon Musk, for saving us and... Now libs of TikTok won't have to delete so many tweets that otherwise, previously, when when these social media companies cared about things like (laughs) 
harassment and and threats of violence and their users or just the general public safety would have gotten her banned. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, literal children's hospitals are getting bomb threats. They're having to evacuate sick kids because of a bomb threat. Well, breaking news at 11, police rushed to Boston Children's Hospital after a bomb threat was called in tonight. A scary evening for parents of kids in that hospital. Good Tuesday evening, I'm Priscilla Casper. And I'm Glenn Jones. Fortunately, police have started to clear the scene. NBC 10's Oscar Margain is live outside the hospital. And Oscar, you spoke with the mother who couldn't get to her child in the hospital bed during all of this. Yes, some very tense moments, moments of uncertainty for family members who had to wait behind the yellow police tape outside of the children's hospital, really not knowing what's going on. In the meantime, it's unclear what the nature of this threat is or was, I should say, except that it was a bomb threat. Ton of uh, kids coming in that are sick here trying to get to the hospital. I'm afraid to leave. I don't know what's going on, and I have a child that's in the... um in the NICU. Parents like Patricia MacArthur worried while waiting outside Boston's Children's Hospital Tuesday night as police set up a perimeter following a bomb threat. Escort them up to the main entrance, okay? We are not shutting down this hospital. Boston police say the bomb squad was called in to sweep the building on Longwood Avenue while officers taped off the streets, closing off access to the hospital. I just want to make sure my kid's safe and if anything bad is going to happen, I'd rather be with him, you know? This is just, um, I'm not from around here, so it doesn't help that I'm here by myself, and I'm just really scared, and I don't know what's going on. The soft lockdown lasted about 90 minutes before parents were allowed in. The bomb threat follows a series of other threats made to the Children's Hospital two weeks ago, spurred by social media posts spreading misinformation, claiming that doctors were performing sex changes on children, a claim the hospital has repeatedly denied. Can you imagine that? No. What if you're, like, you're in the hospital... Maybe your kid is dying. Maybe mm-hmm. your kid has, God forbid, cancer or some other rare disease, and they're dying in a children's hospital, and you get a bomb threat, and you have to evacuate. Mm-hmm. And the person ultimately responsible for inciting said bomb threat says, wasn't me. Yep. You can't prove it. Wasn't me. I bear no responsibility for this. I don't know why this is happening. Oh, and here's here's another children's hospital that I don't like. And if something happens. I didn't do it. Not me. Not me. Not my responsibility. Besides for the fact that we believe it is likely a not not one of my followers. Um, we believe that it is probably a left wing troll trying to get me suspended for good um, because the whole point of the videos is to show that we care about children. I mean, we're very concerned about these procedures and surgeries that are being done to kids and we, we care about kids. So the idea that one of my followers would go and call in a bomb threat is ludicrous. I mean, we, they, it, it just, it doesn't make any sense. I don't, I do I don't believe that to be true. So um, we don't believe it was, it was one of my followers. It is probably a left-wing person trying to get me suspended. And she isn't even giving the kind of disclaimers we're giving here. It would be at least somewhat refreshing if she would actually come right out and say, hey, 
don't do any of this. Don't go out and do this. Don't go out and threaten to bomb a hospital. Don't go out and threaten to bomb an elementary school or a library or somebody who's having a drag show. If she would issue that kind of disclaimer. But to the best of my knowledge, she hasn't done that. There's been no sense of like, hey, maybe my audience is responsible for this and I ought to say something. I have seen an official disavow from possibly her or her attorney or something that she may have sent to media companies who have reported on this. But spoiler alert, her audience, the people who tend to act on these things, they're not reading those articles. Or if they they are, they're hate reading them. She's not putting this out on Twitter. The main, as it were. Yes, she is not captioning her tweets where she says this is peak mental illness with please don't threaten this person. Please don't call in a bomb threat here. Not let's have a civil discussion about why we think this is a problem, why we don't agree with this, why we think that this sort of rhetoric isn't what kids need to hear. It's this is insane. This is crazy. This is the worst thing that's ever happened. Mm -hmm. And draw your own conclusions as to what should happen next. Yeah. She doesn't care. She knows what she's doing and she does not care who gets hurt in the process. I don't know how she sleeps. I think we're dealing with content mills. Mm -hmm. Look, the woman created a Biden white house house plant, Twitter account because she thought maybe it would catch on and make her famous. Clearly, she was trying to find a niche somewhere. And Mm -hmm. maybe she wasn't a very good real estate agent, or maybe she hated her job, or maybe maybe she couldn't work because of COVID, or they were making her wear a mask and she didn't want to wear a mask. I, I don't know what was going on in her life, but clearly she was fishing around for a thing. And how she justifies sleeping at night is is probably the paycheck she gets from going out there and doing it every day. Yeah. And yeah, it's shameless and awful. But I think for these people, really, their reasoning is, hey, there's worse jobs out there. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's it's yeah. all about them. It's all about what they want, and what they need and and how they get by. But it's better than. Yeah. Working fast food or stocking shelves or. It really is. And in her case, it's taken somebody who wasn't ever going to be that famous doing her day job, any of them. And it's turned her into this megastar. And she probably likes it. She probably likes the attention. She probably likes the, the idea that you've got people telling you you're a genius. You've got people telling you that you're a warrior and that you're helping save society and all this other stuff, which I'm pretty sure they all say. So yeah, they, they do convince themselves that this is part of the greater good. They are not unaware of the consequences of their actions, but there is some sort of sense that, yeah, okay, maybe bomb threats and harassment are bad, but what the left is doing is worse. I mean, if there is any justification that they eventually sift through and convince themselves of, it's, yeah, well, the left is worse. Or, yeah, well, bomb threats are bad, but I'm protecting children. I'm saving children. And isn't that more important? I mean... 
you're saving children. What are yeah. you? You're saving them from that pride flag in the classroom. You're saving them from some influencer who may or may not believe the things they're saying online. Uh, kind of like you, kind of exactly like you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You're doing so much for the for the public good. Your moral panic. Uh huh. Joe McCarthy, thank you for saving us from all these very real communists who are going to take over any day now. And I don't know. Let's have let's have some Salem witch trials updated for 2023. Yeah, and we're getting there. They get their way. They get another election under their belt, and this is probably what's going to happen. I could see it now. It's terrifying. Yeah. Thank you for listening and being a paid subscriber to the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. We're incredibly grateful for your support. We would not be able to make this show without you. If you have any questions, concerns, or suggestions, please email us at didnothingwrongpod at protonmail.com. Again, thank you so much. It means the world to us. Thank you.